You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. It's Crystal Iram here. And I have a video for you today where we're going to really break down the five love languages. The love languages are something that a lot of people talk about. You are likely familiar with love languages, but I want to not only sort of just, again, explain what they are, I want to give some examples, and I also want to give you a really clear way of determining what yours is, what your partner's is, and also point out some of the really common pitfalls that come along with the love languages. Because while love languages cannot be used for everything, they definitely cannot explain everything There's some things that you really want to stay aware of depending on what your love language is, certain things that you can be susceptible to, just ways that your love language can kind of get you in trouble and actually keep you from creating what you want. I'm Crystal Iram. I am a love and manifestation coach. I work with smart, successful, spiritual women, and I help them manifest love. I'm the creator of the School of Manifesting Love, the premier love manifestation and dating program for women. I share content on understanding men, the masculine, dating as a high value woman and manifesting love. So be sure to subscribe and hit the bell so that you don't miss anything. So love languages, this is such a common topic, right? Like there's a good chance you're already familiar with all the love languages, but I am going to go over them again, just in case you're not. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, gifts, and physical affection. And this concept of love languages comes from a book by a man named Gary Chapman. And his theory was this. Most of us give love in the way that we like receiving love. And it creates a disconnect with our partner when we are giving love in the way that we want. And it's not the same as the way they would want. So based on what each of the love languages are, I'll give sort of an explanation and then we'll go through some examples and then I'll talk about some of the things to really stay aware of. So let's start with words of affirmation. I like starting with words of affirmation because that's one of mine. And it's also one that can really get you in trouble. So words of affirmation is basically saying that the way that you feel loved, the way that someone else shows you that you are loved is through their words. So that's saying, I miss you. I've been thinking about you. You're so wonderful. You're such an amazing person. You look beautiful today, right? Like actually expressing the way that you feel about the person in a positive way. So people who have words of affirmation as one of their love languages, they're likely to be very sensitive to both compliments and insults. This is really, really important to understand because if words of affirmation is your love language, but it's not your partner's love language, that means you can end up with someone who is not used to or doesn't feel that comfortable expressing how they feel, right? Like it might feel really unnatural to them. This will be people who will say, well, why do I have to say it? I'm showing you right? Like words don't matter that much. Like, why do I have to tell you? Like, you should know that I love you. You should know I think you're beautiful. You should know how I feel about you based on the way that I'm acting. 
And the problem with thinking about it like this is that you are diminishing the experience of the person that you're with. So for some people, words don't mean that much. And for some people, words mean a lot. So if you are someone where words of affirmation is not a language that you are used to expressing, but it is your partner's language, it's going to have to be something you work on, right? Like you get to work on learning how to express the way that you feel, how to express the positive things that you are thinking and feeling about your partner. Now, for people who do have words of affirmation as one of their primary love languages, that means that they are very likely to also give love in that way, right? Like that's the idea is that we often give love the way that we want to receive love. So if I like having words of affirmation, that means that you are also likely to give love that way, right? Like you are someone who's likely to give compliments, likely to tell someone how you feel about them. For some people, it's not one of their love languages. And so it makes them really uncomfortable. Now, here is something that you really have to be aware of. If words of affirmation is one of your love languages, okay? So this is the big pitfall of words of affirmation, which is that people can say anything. Anyone can say anything at any time, essentially. And so someone can say all sorts of things. And if words of affirmation is your primary love language, it means that you are more open to be taken advantage being taken advantage of or being with someone who isn't sincere because you really fall for those words. Those words really mean a lot to you. So here's what you need to keep in mind. If words of affirmation is one of your primary love languages, you want to make sure that you don't allow the words of affirmation to be sufficient. For you, words of affirmation, they are necessary, but they're not sufficient, meaning that Even if someone is great at expressing the way they feel about you through words of affirmation, you're also going to make sure that you're looking for alignment between their words and actions. So you can enjoy the compliments. You can enjoy hearing how beautiful you are, how wonderful you are, how much he adores you, how much he's been thinking about you. Like You get to enjoy all of that, but also look for those actions that are in alignment with it, right? What I hear from women sometimes, they'll be like, oh my God, he just said everything right. Like he just, he said everything that I've been waiting to hear. I feel like I've known him forever. And they use the fact that someone is really good with those words, that he used those words of affirmation to mean that like, that's my person. Like I finally found the love that I've been looking for. And that's not per se what it means. Some people are really good with words. They know what to say. And so you want to be very aware of people who are just charming. Like there are people who can just charm anyone who understand what women like to hear. So you have to stay aware of that. And it's not that you have to look at every person and be like totally skeptical and be like, he's lying to me. I don't believe him. But you're still going to take it with a grain of salt and you're going to look for more beyond just the words. The next one we want to talk about is acts of service. So acts of service is basically when someone is doing things to make your life easier. So maybe that's filling your tank up with gas. Maybe that's taking the garbage out. Maybe it's bringing home groceries. Maybe it's cleaning the house. Maybe it's, you know, carrying your books. Maybe it's putting things up for you, right? Like there's all sorts of things, but basically when someone else is doing an act and that shows you that they care about you. Now, what's really interesting is I've noticed that for a lot of men, they express love in this way. This feels normal to them to express love in this way, even if it's not per se their primary love language, right? Like often our primary love language is the same way that we express love. But with acts of service, I see that a lot of men, this is what they do. They think she should know how I feel about her. Like, look at all these things I do for her. Everything I do for her, 
everything I do is for her, right? Like she should know how I feel. But if acts of service isn't your love language, that's it's not enough. So for me, for example, acts of service isn't one of my love languages. So I'll have expectations that I express with my husband and I'll say to him, you know, can you please do this? Can you please take the garbage out? Or, you know, if he's picking our daughter up from daycare and I can appreciate those acts, but they do not make me feel like he loves me. Okay. I don't feel like, oh, he took the garbage out because he loves me or he's not taking the garbage out because he doesn't love me. I appreciate it. I enjoy when he does those things, but that does not make me feel loved. My husband does, I think, really appreciate acts of service. And I think he takes it a little more personally and probably has it as much higher on his list of love languages than I do. When I do things for him, he's much more likely to be like, oh, baby, thank you. You know, like to feel like, oh, she loves me because she did this thing for me. Like when I make him a meal, when I, you know, just do things for him, he really receives that. For some people, this is a really huge, huge way that they give and or receive love. So that's acts of service. The next one that we're going to talk about is gifts. Now, gifts is a really interesting one because this can sort of show up in a couple of different ways. Like sometimes gifts means like, I want expensive things like buy me a a Cartier watch or an Hermes bag or, you know, Louboutins, whatever it is, right? Like sometimes gifts are really referring to someone who really wants that material aspect of the relationship to be at the forefront. Okay. We sometimes call those gold diggers, right? But it's like, it's okay if that's the way that someone receives love. Often though, gifts are not about the cost of the item. Right. So for some people, that's definitely the case. But much more commonly, someone whose love language is gifts, it's really more about the thought. It's like, oh, you were at a market and you saw this thing and that thing made you think of me and you bought it and it was two dollars. That means something to me. Or you knew that like my birthday was coming up and you took the time and you made something for me and you were giving it to me. Right. And like that is a way that they receive love. Like that matters to them. That feels really important. So I think that a, the biggest misconception about gifts is this idea that it's materialistic, is the idea that most people who have gifts as one of their primary love languages is just because they want someone to spend a lot of money on them. And it's not the case, right? Like it can happen, but that is not the primary way that I see it playing out. It's not the primary way that most people who have this as their love language feel. Again, for me, Personally, gifts isn't a big one for me. I like gifts at the occasions where one typically gives gifts. And when I receive a gift, it definitely does touch me, but I wouldn't say it's like my top one, but I guess it would be fairly high up there. So here's a really important thing to keep in mind about gifts. And this is also a great thing to keep in mind about words of affirmation as well. For a lot of people, if gifts is not one of their love languages, they have a little bit of a block around it where they're like, no, 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 don't, don't give me something. Because sometimes a gift might even be like when you go out to a meal with someone, like if you go out to a meal, even with a friend and they want to treat you, right? Like they want to pay for the meal or for your coffee or for whatever it is. And you're like, no, 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 I have to pay for my portion. Like I have to, I have to pay for myself. If this is you, you want to recognize that for some people being able to gift you in that way, that's a way that they're trying to express love. It feels good to them. They want to do that. So if you're unwilling to receive that way, one, 
you get to notice that you have a little bit of a receiving problem. There's probably a lot of things in your life that you're blocking. Like you're probably blocking yourself off from things that would be great to receive, experiences and people in abundance. But even aside from that, if someone has that as their love language and you're basically saying, no, you cannot give me that, it's going to make them feel bad, right? So it's like, it's a great idea to learn how to receive more, right? To learn how to open up more. Even if words of affirmation or gifts isn't one of your primary love languages, it's a really, really great thing for you learn how to learn how to accept graciously, right? If someone wants to offer you a meal, instead of being like, no, 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 I have to pay, I have to pay, I have to pay. And going back and forth and making it awkward and making this whole thing where it's like, now they're like, I wish I hadn't even bothered offering. You just say, oh my gosh, that's so kind of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That's so sweet of you. Or even I'll get it next time, right? But still just like allowing the people in your life to express themselves in the way that feels most natural to them and like being able to receive that even if it's not the way that you feel most loved. So while they may be trying to do a good thing, they're also doing something that feels good and natural to them. It's the same way that someone who uses words of affirmation primarily, they feel good giving compliments even if you aren't great at accepting it. But you get to learn how to receive and accept when someone is trying to express love to you. And with your partner, you get to work on it so that they're able to express more to you in the way that you receive it best. So for example, sometimes a man has a lot of money and being able to express his love through gifts is the easiest and best thing for him. He's like, I'm happy to spend a lot of money on this person and that should show her that I care about her. But whenever there's a misalignment, because maybe gifts isn't one of your primary love languages. So it's like you have two options. One, you can find a partner where your love languages are already well aligned or You can have the conversation with your partner and make sure they understand that as much as you appreciate the gifts, what you really want is to be able to spend time with him or what you really want is for him to take out the garbage or what you really want is to just hear that he thinks you're great, right? So it's like you get to have the communication and you still get to be willing to receive love in the way that the people around you are doing their best to express. Okay, so the next one is quality time. So quality time is really about being able to spend time together doing activities that bring you closer, that allow you to connect, that allow you to bond, right? Quality time. It's pretty self-explanatory. So for someone who has uh, quality time as their primary love language, that means that they're going to want some focused time together. So rather than just like being together, scrolling on your phones, it means that it's going to go a lot further with that kind of person if you actually take some time and plan a date that will really make them feel understood and special. And when you're there, you're not on your phone, you're making eye contact and you're really being present in that moment. That for someone who has quality time as one of their primary love languages is going to go so much further than pretty much anything else. And then the last one is physical affection. So physical affection is exactly what it sounds like. It's physical affection beyond just sex, right? Like most people do enjoy sex. Most people do enjoy some physical affection. But if physical affection is one of your primary love languages, it means that like touch, hugs, kisses, cuddles, holding hands, you know, having your arms around each other, like that's going to be a really, really important way that someone feels loved and cared for. So for my husband, for example, physical affection is definitely his top love language. It's far and away the one that he appreciates and enjoys the most. So that means that even though it's not my top love language, I get to remember that like this means something to him. Like I give him hugs when he comes home at the end of the day, when we're watching TV, I snuggle with him. Like I get to give him that affection. I get to receive the affection from him, recognizing that it is important to him, that it really, really matters to him. 
So I want to talk about how you can sort of determine which one is yours, because most people are going to have two primary ones where it's like, there's two love languages that are the most well-received from them. Okay. And here's, again, I, I want to just reiterate this because I feel like this is the biggest misconception, the thing that people miss the most. The love languages are really about the way that you want to receive, not the way that you want to give. Sometimes we say, my love language is gifts because I love giving gifts. No. What do you love to receive? What makes you feel loved? What can someone do towards you that makes you feel loved? So does it feel more important to you that someone is telling you how they feel or that they are taking actions, doing things like taking out the garbage or taking your car for an oil change, right? If you'd rather hear the way that someone feels about you versus have them take those actions, which everyone will make you feel loved. If you feel more loved hearing about it, that's words of affirmation. If you feel more loved by them taking your car to get service, that's acts of service. Do you feel more loved if someone is telling you how wonderful you are or if they're buying you a present, regardless of whether it's expensive or not, but whether they're taking the time and putting together something or spending money to basically say, I was thinking of you. Does that make you feel more loved or do you feel more loved hearing it? If you feel more loved hearing it, that's words of affirmation. If you would rather receive the gift, if that makes you feel like, oh, they're really thinking about me, that's gifts. Would you prefer to have a romantic date where you have absolutely no distractions and the person is just really present with you? Or would you prefer to be given a beautiful gift? Right? Like you just get to think about like, what makes me feel the most loved? Do I, would I rather be cuddled? Like, would it mean more to me if we were cuddling and watching TV and not really paying attention to each other? And I just have that physical affection. Like, that's enough. Would I rather just be able to like have him do his own thing all day? And then at the end of the night, we're able to cuddle and fall asleep that way. If so, that's physical affection. Maybe it's not even about the quality time, right? Like you don't even care that like you're having a conversation per se. It's just like, as long as I am held at the end of the day, like I feel really loved and cared for. So those are some of the ways. And the other thing you can do is you can think about the way that you're most naturally inclined to give love because that's often a really big hint. So like I said, most people have two primary ones. Now, here's another thing people say is they'll say, well, I love all of these. Like I, I want to receive love in all of these ways. Yeah. Most people are happy to receive love in all of these ways. Like these are nice things. Like if someone gives me a gift, I'm happy to receive a gift. If someone's going to take my, my my car to get an oil change, like I'm going to appreciate that. If someone's going to sit down and be fully present with me, like of course I love that, right? Like it's normal to love all of them. But you want to think about like what really feels most present. If someone just does one over one of the others, if they don't do all of them all of the time, what is going to actually make me feel loved? I think it's really interesting because I have this awareness that for me, like acts of service, it doesn't make me feel loved. To me, it's like we're in a marriage and there are certain things that need to be done. And so I hold some of the things that someone else would really take as acts of service as like expectations, right? Like this is what we agreed on. So this is what you're going to do. It does not mean that you love me because you do those things. Whereas for some people, you are doing those things that shows me that you care about me in our relationship right? It's just sort of like an interpretation. And it makes sense because we all view the world through our own lens. Like we all have our own ways of seeing things. And so this is really just about you sort of having the awareness of where you are. How are you seeing things? So that is all that I have about the love languages. I hope that this really served you well. If you'd like to take this work deeper, um, my signature course is called the School of Manifesting Love. And if you 
really want to call in love, that is going to be the program for you where you can really go step-by-step with me through everything that you need to do to call in that ideal partner. I also have a free workshop available. You can join that at magnetismformula.com. I will be sure to link it. And that really walks through my signature four-step process for manifesting love. And lastly, and this is, I mean, I really should have shared this at the beginning because this is very relevant. I'm doing a three-part live masterclass series starting next week, a week from today, actually. And I'm really going to go deep into some of the things that you can do to manifest, why your manifestation hasn't been working, and some of the dynamics of dating that are particularly relevant even now as we're sort of moving into winter, second winter of COVID. And so, yeah, we're going to be doing that starting next week. It's called Season of Love. And I will be sure to link that here as well. So it'll be a free three-part masterclass series. It's going to be really good. I love doing these series. I go really, really hard, really in-depth with a you know some amazing training, a really great, great series for you. Um, So that is all that I have for you today. I hope that this served you well and I will see you again soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.